What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Up North Trip. I'm your host, Sean Lawson, and today we have a recap of NFL Week 14. All the action, all the news coming out of the week. So we have a lot, a lot unfortunate um, season-ending injuries from all over the NFL, it's really, uh, really sad to hear about all this news coming, especially late at the end of the season, when some teams are trying to make a playoff push, some teams are just trying to stay healthy because they're playoff bound, or you know, we we don't get to see the rest of the stars the rest of the way in the NFL with the remaining three weeks in the NFL. So it's just unfortunate, but nonetheless, we got to talk about it. I'm going to express my opinions on it. And uh, we also have to recap uh, all the action, of course. And we're going to be giving you our uh, warm beer, cold beers of the week to some of the players that uh, outshined and some who didn't uh, put up uh, proper numbers, didn't put up a good effort up to task to win for their teams. or And uh, all the teams that uh, prevailed or either just shit the bed. So let's get into it. To start, we're going to just skim over the Thursday night matchup we had the um, Dallas Cowboys taking on the Chicago Bears and uh, you know what a little bit of a shocker I really thought the Cowboys were gonna get it done get a bounce back W against the uh, Chicago Bears but that wasn't the case Um, the Chicago Bears uh, prevailed and uh, came out victorious and here's the thing about the Chicago Bears and uh, this, uh, you know, we hear about a lot of the time teams getting hot at the right time. We hear about it in the NHL. Well, let's say I'll give you for an example of uh, the St. Louis Blues of last year. Their record was terrible in the first part of the regular season in the NHL. And then after the Christmas break, they kind of flipped the switch and hey, they went on to win the Stanley Cup. So you hear the uh, narrative of getting hot at the right time, and I do believe the Chicago Bears are getting hot at the right time. Another team that I can compare it to in the NFL would be the Los Angeles Rams um, because they seem to be getting hot at the right time as well. And these two teams are trying to fight for a playoff spot in the NFC. So you know what, Chicago Bears coming out, putting on a dominant performance on the offensive side of the ball and defensive side of the ball as they get the win out there in Dallas. So, you know, just going to touch upon the Thursday matchups. I don't think I'm going to do a whole recap of the Thursday Nighters. I think I'm just going to predict them on the preview show. But let's get into the Sunday matchups. To start, we had Washington traveling to the Frozen Tundra to face off against the Green Bay Packers. The Packers get the win at home against the Woeful Redskins. 20-15 to 15 the final score there. Pretty boring game if you ask me. Um, you know, the Green Bay Packers really struggled on offense um, as they did in the beginning of the season. So, um, you know what? I think it's time for, in situations where um, Matt LaFleur, the head coach out there in Green Bay, is not... Um, his game plan is not working. I think he should just be like, you should just talk to uh, Aaron and be like, hey, it's time for you to take over the game because this is the only way they're going to survive in the playoffs. Um, as we saw earlier this year against the 49ers, their game plan did not go well or 
even earlier this year against the Chargers, the game plan was terrible. I think you should just give it to Aaron Rodgers and be like, hey, you're one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Time for you to take over the play calling and go from there. I know he wants to keep his uh, firm belief that this is his team, um, Matt LaFleur's team, but you got you to gotta win these games, right? You got to stay atop the um, NFC North, especially when the Vikings are nipping at your heels and the Bears are trying to make a run-the-table playoff push. Head coach Matt LaFleur is also the first Packers head coach with 10 wins in his first year head coaching. This is in team history so really testament of what this guy has been doing um the culture that he has brought in the rejuvenation of the green bay packers as a whole so you know what congrats to matt lafleur on being the um the most winningest winningest head coach in packers history in his first season moving on to baltimore versus the Buffalo Bills. The Baltimore Ravens survived the scrappy Bills 24-17 and remain atop the AFC at 11-2, 11 wins, 2 losses. Throughout, the Bills would tie up the game late in the fourth quarter, but a nice defensive stop by cornerback Marcus Peters. Um, Bills would have tied up the game, um, but a nice defensive stop by Marcus Peters. Ravens also clinch a playoff berth with the win over the Bills. Um, some funny moments in this game also featured um, cornerback Tredavious White for the Bills. A kind of uh, two pieces of paper with screenshots of, um, I guess, defensive looks on the field. I don't know. I didn't know teams would, you know, take a look at some of the defensive schemes or offensive schemes and print them out on the sideline for all the coaches. But hey, a good tactic nonetheless. It uh, These two pieces of paper, however, blew onto the field because of the wind on Sunday. And Tredavious White picked them up and started to look at them. At them. They, they came from the Baltimore Ravens sideline as well. So a pretty funny moment there. And after Marcus Peters made that huge stop in the fourth quarter, he jumped into the stands and in Buffalo. And uh, it, it looks like he stole a beer from one of the um fans there and i guess uh, shotgunned it but it kind of looked like he just poured it all over his face um i don't know marcus peters i don't know if that was the best idea you know with uh sam darnold getting mono out here uh you know you're drinking for some random person's beer i don't i don't know it's it kind of worried me you know you gotta you gotta be in there marcus peters for the rest of the way for the ravens you can't get mono can't you can't do that to your team but uh nonetheless it was pretty funny um and now we're gonna move on to the battle of ohio between the browns and the cincinnati Bengals. browns came out victorious at home even with qb baker mayfield throwing another two picks final score in this game 27 to 19 not much to say um browns should have won obviously playing against the cincinnati Bengals. um but this this game didn't really matter because I don't think either of these teams um, are are uh, in it this year, obviously. But uh, also an interesting story coming out of Cleveland is um, reports of star wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. He has been going up to, um, I guess, friends around the league every time he has a matchup against the other team. 
saying to uh, his friends, hey, man, uh, I love what you do. I love what you do, blah, blah, blah. But also whispering, hey, man, uh, talk to your GMs, talk to your head coach, try to uh, try to get me out of here, try to trade for me next season. Um, and these reports came out um, after the game on Sunday and I think even during the game. And I want to put it past um, Odell Beckham Jr. because this is the type of antics he would do. He's gone way over his head. And you know what? I, I'm kind of shocked because, you know, he's playing with one of his best friends. He's playing with Jarvis Landry, who he played at uh, LSU with. And it's just, if I was if I was Jarvis Landry, I'd be heated. I'd be like, yo, bro, what's wrong with you? You don't want to stay here with your boy? Come on, bro. We, we could do something special. I know this season didn't turn out the way it was supposed to, but hey, you know, there's always next season. He does have a long-term contract, OBJ, and a lot of a lot of money it would uh, take to get him. But you know what? Why take the risk of this guy coming to your team and just starting more antics? I feel like every year, more antics with this guy, more antics with this guy. He's kind of turning into an Antonio Brown. So, you know what, OBJ, just shut up and, you know, just play ball. I know you're in a shitty situation. If you could deal with it in New York, you could deal with it with uh, with Cleveland. You know John Dorsey is going to try to make moves this offseason with correcting um, what he's missing on the team. So, you know what, maybe you guys will get a better offensive line this year. You know what, maybe you will get a better tight end or um, more stars on the defensive uh, front because that's what's not keeping you guys in games. So it's not your wide receiver play. It's not your running game. Um, just costly mistakes by Baker Mayfield. He's a young QB. Just deal with it, man. Very unfortunate news coming out of Cleveland, even when they get the win. Moving on, the Indianapolis Colts traveled to Tampa Bay, Florida. The Bucks get a come-from-behind win against the Indianapolis Colts, 38-35 to final score there. Jameis Winston, this guy continues to out astound me each uh, week. Not each week. I know last week he didn't throw any interceptions or fumbles, but he impresses everyone with how he throws all these TDs, but at the same time throws all these interceptions, turning the ball over on um Sunday he threw for four touchdowns and three interceptions. I just don't know what's wrong with this guy, man. He's just a turnover machine. It's pretty funny and uh you know what? Keep it going, Jameis Winston, so we have something to talk about on the up north trip. Probably the game of the year that we saw on Sunday was San Francisco traveling to Louisiana to face off against the New Orleans Saints in a high-scoring affair where the two of the best teams in the NFC faced off against each other. 49ers sealed the win against the Saints with a game-winning field goal by kicker Robbie Gould at the end of the game, 48-46. It was a chip-shot field goal, 30 yards or 33 yards, I believe, to seal it for the 49ers, and they claim the number one seed once again this season in the NFL and the NFC. So kudos to the 49ers. Um, you know what? A really great, great game. Um, I really wish I had this on instead of the Packers game, but I'm a Packers fan, so, you know, I got to watch my boys 
all the way through. Caught caught the ending, which uh, is all that mattered. And uh, it kind of helped us out because the Packers are now the number two seed. But we'll get to all the standings on the preview um, show on Thursday. In the a- uh, NFC South matchup, divisional matchup, we had the Carolina Panthers taking on the Atlanta Falcons. The Panthers proved that it's not Ron Rivera's fault as the team fired uh, head their former head coach last week. Uh, it's not Ron Rivera's fault that the team sucks as they take an L to divisional opponent Atlanta, 40-20 to final score there. Young Hoku, though, emerging star in Atlanta. I know it's a kicker, but Young Hoku kicked the ball off. Uh, one of the Panthers players fumbled it, and uh, Young Hoku got a fumble recovery. So I don't know if that was uh, fantasy points. I'm going to have to ask my boy um, Seb, who has him on his fantasy team in one of our fantasy leagues. But I think I think I remember him saying, I had him over here on Sunday, I think I remember him saying that Young Hoku had like 12 or 15 points. For a kicker on fantasy, that's crazy. So, you know what? This guy is making these crazy onside kicks. He's recovering fumbles. Maybe a new star out there in Atlanta. We had a, a NFC North showdown with Detroit and Minnesota. Kirk Cousins continues to win on Sundays at 1 p.m. at home as the Vikings take care of the Lions 20-7. to Still remain a game back of the um, NFC North leading Green Bay Packers. But when you play the Lions and you beat up on them, you know, of course you're going to stay in contention. And uh, you know what? Kudos to the Minnesota Vikings for beating up on shitty teams at 1 o'clock at home uh, with Kirk Cousins. So good job. Uh, 1 p.m. shocker uh, that we did not see coming was between Denver versus Houston. The Denver Broncos headed into H-Town and get a huge win, 38-24. to Drew Locke, rookie quarterback out there in Denver, has two career games with two wins. He's 2-0, and ladies and gentlemen. Perhaps the Broncos and John Elway have found their franchise QB. Um, you know, it's two games. But, you know, against a... A playoff contender, you know, Drew Locke doing what he should be doing and completing the ball down the field and making throws, um, just uh, not turning the ball over. So, you know what? Good good for the Broncos and this rookie quarterback. Uh, a shocking, like I said, shocking win out there in H-Town. And, uh, you know, you thought that the Texans would ride off that, off that win against the New England Patriots. As they dominated them, but you know what? They they fell flat and couldn't uh, make the fourth quarter comeback as they tried their best. And uh, now the Tennessee Titans in the AFC South are, are trying to catch up with the Houston Texans. They have the same record, and they still have to play each other twice. It's amazing. It's amazing how this season is shaking out. A lot of action, and the NFL playoff race is wide open. So... Unfortunate for Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans. Got to step up. Got to be better. They play each other this week, too. So we'll, we'll talk about that more in the preview show on Thursday. A game that m- many of you have may have not 
tuned in for was Miami taking on the New York Jets. The battle of the AFC East Toilet Bowl featured the Jets relying on a 44-yard uh, field goal, game-winning field goal by kicker Sam Finken of the Jets. A crucial pass interference called by the refs really decided this game, though, with um, the um, Miami Dolphins. Um, sorry, folks. Uh, Setting up this P.I. and, uh, you know, going down the field, the Jets trying to make a fourth quarter comeback and win the game. And a crucial pass interference, nonetheless, called by these referees, putting the Jets in perfect field goal position. And, uh, yeah, just unfortunate news. You saw head coach um, of the Dolphins. I'm blanking on his name right now. Very heated, very emotional at the end of the game. Former... um, Patriots um, defensive coordinator out there. Fuck, why am I blanking on his name? But nonetheless, you saw him heated. Listen, buddy, it's it's Miami. You know, it's it hasn't gone your way this whole year. I don't know why you're getting so heated in a toilet bowl game against the New York Jets. So calm down, right? Moving on, we had Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Arizona Cardinals. Devlin Hodges, Devlin Duck Hodges, Moved to 3-0 and as a starting QB in the NFL with the win over the Cardinals. 23-17, to the final score there. The Pittsburgh Steelers defense is phenomenal. Getting more turnovers, getting me more points on my fantasy football leagues. And how Devlin Hodges, he just doesn't have to turn the ball over. As long as he doesn't turn the ball over, the Pittsburgh Steelers will be totally fine absolutely a-okay and will you know will make the playoffs of course they will with Devlin Hodges not making any crucial mistakes not making any rookie mistakes with turning the ball over if they keep on doing that they will make it far in the playoffs with that defense especially because they just they're just outstanding like I, I it's really a testament of what Mike Tomlin is doing out there in Pittsburgh Putting this uh, defense together with Micah Fitzpatrick, Bud Dupree, all the stars on the defense. It's it's pretty phenomenal. And congrats to Devlin Hodges for moving to 3-0 as a starting QB. Moving forward, we had the Los Angeles Chargers taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Chargers beat up on the Woeful Jags 45-10 final score there. Running back Austin Eckler of the Chargers had a day 101 yards rushing 112 yards receiving and one touchdown he busted one um he busted one open for a 90 yard score i think his touchdown was crazy but uh he essentially ruined my fantasy football championship hopes in one of my leagues um so fuck you austin eckler i know you have i have you in my other league so i retract that fuck you and please do the same thing you did this week this week in my championship semifinal. I need you, buddy. I retract that. Fuck you. Like I said, the Tennessee Titans taking on the Oakland Raiders. These guys are performing well, and we're going to speak about it. So the Raiders continue to suck as they fall to the Titans 42-21. to Ryan Tannehill 6-1 and as a starter this season. Same record as the Texans, like I said earlier, for the division lead. They have to still play each other twice. It's so crazy that this is happening. 
I love it. I love football so much, especially this season where you had um, last season compared to last season where you had the Patriots just dominating through the rest of the way. But it's not looking like that. The Patriots are losing to the good teams. And uh, you know what? I really hope – you know what? I really hope the Tennessee Titans keep on winning and, and make the playoffs. I love I love the AFC, you know, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, their defense. Um the Tennessee Titans with Tannehill, the Buffalo Bills looking good, even against the Baltimore Ravens. You know, they kept it close. Couldn't get the job done, but they kept it close. They got to play the Patriots again. So I love what the AFC is shaking out to be. It's wide open. So is the NFC. It's wide open. Oh, man, I love football. (laughs) Moving on to Kansas City taking on the New England Patriots. The Chiefs went into Foxborough and defeated the Patriots 23-16. Both QBs in this game threw terrible interceptions and really shocking because you don't see that too often with Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes of last season. They were both stellar. But those interceptions, if you go and look at the YouTube uh, video of the game, you, you get to see both of them and you're just like, wow, what the hell? You don't see that too often. So I just wanted to point that out. I also wrote down about this game. I love the direct snap call to Travis Kelsey by head coach Andy Reid. You know, you got to be creative, especially when you're playing the Patriots in Foxborough. You got to be creative just when you play them in general, anywhere, at home, away, in the playoffs, Super Bowl. Got to be creative. So I love that call by Andy Reid. Um, Patriots first home loss since week four in 2017 they had a 21 game home game winning streak but was snapped by Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs the refs blew a terrible ruling on the field Nikhil Harry rookie wide receiver for the Patriots was called out of bounds when he was clearly in bounds late in the game with the Patriots gaining momentum and trying to make a comeback you saw the patch of, uh, I don't know what they use out there, turf or grass on the field in Foxborough, but you saw that little strip between the out-of-bounds uh, white lines and Nikhil Harry's foot. You saw the patch of grass, and you know the Patriots couldn't challenge it because they ran out of challenge flags. So unfortunate news there coming out of um, New England, but the refs really just shit the bed really just shit the bed Tom Brady's also I just want to point out Tom Brady's taking way too many hits and any Patriots fan could take uh attest to this um he's taking too many sacks too many hits uh also this essentially sealed the game for the um Kansas City Chiefs a huge two-point conversion stopped with the Patriots trying to make a two-point conversion, trying to cut the lead to eight points against the Chiefs, I think, in the third quarter. But a huge stop by the defense. And uh, Bashad Breland sealing the game for them um, with the Patriots trying to come back and win. Huge pass deflection uh, against um, Julian Edelman. So it's a, it's a real testament to what this uh, defense has been doing and stepping up from last season where they couldn't stop Gronk in the AFC Championship. But uh, you know what? Good job for the Chiefs. you, you got to win tough, especially in Foxborough. Um, moving on to the 
Sunday night fo- uh, football with the Los Angeles Rams defeating the Seattle Seahawks. Um, shocker, also another shocker in that game for sure with um, you know the Rams coming out on top. Definitely didn't see that coming, but nonetheless, they got the W. They looked very good. They dominated pretty much the whole game uh, with the defensive front of the Los Angeles Rams. And, uh, you know, it was a real testament. They controlled um, quarterback Russell Wilson, and the final score out there was 28-12. to for the Los Angeles Rams. So, like I said before, teams getting hot at the right time, which featured the Los Angeles Rams and the Chicago Bears, and they're trying to make their playoff uh, hopes. They're, however, two games back of Seattle. They have to win out, and hopefully Seattle loses the rest of the way. But um, I don't think the Rams... I, I Like I said last episode, I think it's too late for these teams. I, I really do especially for the, in the Rams case with the 49ers and the Seahawks in your division um, already with double-digit wins on the season. I think it's just too late for the Rams. Um, in, in, the, in the face of Chicago, though, you know, they, they have to play the Packers coming up this week. Um, they have to win out their rest of the three uh, games and hope for the Packers to lose and the uh, Minnesota Vikings to lose all their games. So, you know what? I also think it's too late there for the Bears, but kudos to the Rams. You got a good win out there in LA against a tough Seattle Seahawks team. To wrap up all the week 14 games, we had the New York Giants taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. The return of Eli Manning fell short as Carson Wentz and the Eagles come from behind, trailing 17 to 3 at the end of the first half and get the win in overtime 23 to 17 with a two yard pass to Zach Ertz in overtime by the Eagles. Eli Manning's all time record now of wins and losses, 116 wins, 117 losses under 500 for Eli Manning. Unfortunately, I thought he was going to get it done when I saw the scoreboard at seven, uh, 17 to three. I was like, well, the Eagles are done. Um, but he didn't show up in the second half, and uh, uh, the Eagles compromised and won the game, keeping their NFC East um, chance, chances alive. Um, same record as the Cowboys, but the Cowboys did beat the Eagles earlier this season, and it looks like it does look like the Dallas Cowboys are going to win this division, even though they've played like shit the rest of the way. The Cowboys, however, have to play the the Rams this coming week, and I think it gets pretty easy for the Eagles this coming week as well. But some unfortunate news. Moving on to the news with the Eagles to start. The Philadelphia Eagles lose their star wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey to an apparent foot injury and will undergo an MRI today out there in Philly. And with the Eagles, their struggles have been their wide receivers. Crucial drops. A lot of injuries. I know Alshon Jeffrey just came back, I believe, this game or last game. And you know what? It, it's not getting any easier. I think their only decent wide receiver they have left out there is J.J. Arcega-Whiteside for the Eagles. So unfortunate news. And it just keeps on getting worse. 
Also, star tackle Lane Johnson was carted off the field in Monday's win against the Giants with an apparent ankle injury. It's always bad when you see the big boys go down um, with a foot injury, ankle injury, because it's like chopping down a tree. They just go right to the ground. Bam! You could hear it all over the stadium. So, tough news out there in Philadelphia. It seems like this team is always injured. I'm sure any um, Eagles fan can vouch for that. They've been one of the most injury-plagued um, teams in the NFL. Moving on, 49ers star cornerback Richard Sherman to miss a few weeks with that parent hamstring injury. Um, unfortunate news for the number one seed 49ers group. But it also gets worse for them, starting center Weston Richburg. This guy, with that kind of name, I just want to put a pause on the injury news. This guy, Weston Richburg, if I told you Weston Richburg is a starting center for the San Francisco 49ers in the NFL, you'd be like, why isn't this dude playing lacrosse? <laughs> Weston Richburg. Probably one of the most white, douchey names ever in the NFL. Anyways, Weston Richburg will miss the rest of the 2019 season as he suffered a torn patella tendon. And for all the doctors and the nurses that listen to the Up North trip, y'all know what a patella tendon is. A patella tendon is the ligament just under your kneecap. So I can imagine that hurts like a son of a bitch. When, especially when you tear that, and especially when you're a big boy on the offensive line. So unfortunate news for the number one seed 49ers group. But moving on for the rest of the news. The Seattle Seahawks running back Rashad Penny suffered a season-ending knee injury in the, the loss against the Rams on Sunday night. Terrible news because they have that... Um, running back group where it's kind of a one-two punch between Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. And Rashad Penny was kind of making his way um, from a tough first half of the season and really performing well of late. So unfortunate news for the fifth seed in Seattle. Hopefully this doesn't um, blow their offensive scheme out of the water. I know they're a running team, so hopefully Chris Carson can carry the load. I'm sure he will. It's just that Chris Carson is known for a lot of fumbles. So hopefully this doesn't impede their progress out there in Seattle. More running back injury news. Running back Darius Geis suffered an MCL sprain Sunday against the Packers and went on to Twitter saying that rookie safety Darnell Savage made the hit blatantly and said, quote, Savage was aware of my injury past. Come on, bro. Come on. He just made a hit. You know, you got to you gotta tackle these big, rumbling, bumbling running backs low. You, you have to hit low. You've been taught all your life to hit low, never go up high. And it's uh, just unfortunate because Darius Geis can't stay healthy and has to deal with these nagging um, knee injuries. This man's like Derrick Rose. I, I said it uh, to my boys that I had over on Sunday to watch the games. This guy's knees are made out of paper mache. You know, when he was drafted, knee injury. Um, to start this year, another, I think he was dealing with another sort of knee injury. And once again, 
MCL located in your knee. Another knee injury for Darius Geis. So unfortunate news is he can't stay healthy. And what would the Redskins be without more leg injuries for their team? Moving on, more injury news. Star wide receiver Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons out for the rest of the year with an abdominal injury. Unfortunate news, but you know what? You, you guys still have Julio Jones. Um, but the Falcons season is pretty much over, is over. But unfortunate news for the young Calvin Ridley. Another wide receiver making the news on the injury list, Mike Evans of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, out for the rest of the year with a hamstring injury. Kind of the same deal, but the, he's more of the star wide receiver for the Bucks. You still have Godwin out there for Jameis Winston to throw the ball to. So I think the... The, yeah, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are like 6-7 and seven or whatever. They, they they might win out, but with Mike Evans out, I don't know if they can do it. Improve to 9-7, and seven, maybe. That's a shot in the dark, but uh, who, who knows? Who knows? But unfortunate news with Mike Evans. He's got to get out of there, man. Yeah, I want to see Mike Evans on a different team. He doesn't deserve this these injuries. He doesn't deserve playing with um, Jameis Winston and being a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. To wrap up the injury news of week 14, kicker Adam Venateri of the Indianapolis Colts will undergo season-ending knee surgery. Um, Adam, uh, here's here's from your boy Sean Lawson at the Up North trip, okay? It's time to hang it up, buddy. You're fucking, like, 40 years old. You're contemplating ending knee surgery you've had abysmal not abysmal but a tough go at it this year for the Colts missing a lot of kicks it's it's time to hang them up it's time to hang it up I don't know how old you are you're like 44 but it's it's time okay you and Tom Brady just retire this year we'll all you guys could retire as Patriots hold hands um, and go on to the golfing range and the golf courses and just play golf together. Um, I know I just said golf a lot. What's wrong with me? But just to hang them up, bud. It's time. It's time. You've won the Super Bowls. You've proven that you're one of the best kickers in the league. Time to hang up. But moving forward with other kicker news, kicker, former Dallas Cowboys kicker Brett Maher was released from the Cowboys, um, I believe, yesterday. And in a corresponding move, the Cowboys signed kicker Kai Forbath, free agent out there in the kicker game. So kicker news on the up north trip for y'all. So hopefully their kicker woes. I know Brett Maher has been missing kicks on kicks on kicks in recent games. But hopefully Kai can come in there and step up. And last little bit of news for y'all in the up north trip the 2019 heisman trophy finalists have been announced lsu's quarterback joe burrow oklahoma's quarterback jalen hurts ohio state's quarterback justin fields and defensive end chase young are the four finalists for the heisman trophy um who do i think is going to win probably joe burrow because he took down um the alabama crimson tide I think Joe Burrow has been playing phenomenally. 
It's going to also put a test. I think the awards is going to take place probably next week, I believe. But uh, I don't think defensive end Chase Young is going to win it because when's the last time a defensive end won the Heisman? It's usually a quarterback or a running back. Um, but in other news, uh, I feel I – feel, not in other news, but I feel as if running back Chuba Hubbard, Canadian, just like to point that out too – was cheated. He's the Oklahoma State's running back, and he's been one of the best running backs in the NCAA football all all year. And I feel like he's been cheated. Of he's been snubbed of the Heisman Trophy finalists. Um, you know, I I I understand that Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields have been phenomenal. Also, Chase Young um, have been phenomenal this season, but. I feel like this man Chuba Hubbard has been cheated. Let's let's show you his 2019 season um, stats: 1,936 rushing yards and 21 touchdowns this season. Sorry, guys, that was my phone. But, dude, what are you? You gonna stump my guy just because he's Canadian? He's from Ed- Edmonton, Alberta. Chuba Hubbard, I'm here to stand up for you, and the up north trip is here to stand up with you and be like hey reconsider ncaa put shuba hubbard on the finalist for the heisman do it now it's bullshit to wrap up the show we have to finish off with our segment warm beer cold beer start off we always start off with the warm beers and the texas teams are making the warm beer status here at the up north trip to start with the cowboys you know what? You've lost, you've lost two in a row, three in a row. I don't know. Don't quote me. But the Cowboys look abysmal, and it's clearly the coaching. It's clearly the coaching, because they have all this talent on both sides of uh, the football field. You know, Dak Prescott has been playing well. You have Ezekiel Elliott. You have, you know, Jason Witten. You have one of the best offensive lines in the National Football League. And you have a pretty good defense out there, but you've just been burnt toast. It's the coaching. It's time to, Jerry Jones, it's time to switch up the whole um, coaching out there in Dallas. Time to fire the clapper, Jason Garrett. It's time. Not now, because you still might make the playoffs, but don't be surprised in the offseason. Jason Garrett, gone. He gone. And... Another warm beer status to the Houston Texans because, you know, you, you win against the Patriots in a pretty uh, dominant fashion. And then you play the 4-8 and eight Denver Broncos against a rookie quarterback and you get outperformed on both sides of the football field. So Houston Texans, uh, I don't understand how you could be the be- one of the best teams in the AFC one week and the shittiest team the next. The next week in the AFC. So Houston Texans have a warm beer on us at the Atma trip. And then go drive to Dallas and give another warm beer to all the Dallas Cowboys. Moving on to the cold beers. I'm awarding this to, once again, two week in a row, Drew Locke for getting another win against the Houston Texans. He played phenomenally. He played well, distributing the ball all around the field, hanging it, handing it off. Um, 
you know, just playing very well. So, Drew, here's a cold beer. Enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, keep it going, buddy. Love what you're doing. Also, I'm giving a cold beer once again to Devlin Duck Hodges because he's not turning the ball over. He's not making any crucial mistakes. He's just going out there and doing what he has to does. Not what he must do, what he has to does. You know, handing it off to Benny Snell um, on a lot of the snaps. You know, looking for the smart, easy throws and not forcing the ball. Don't try to play the hero when you have the best de- one of the best defense in the NFL. Just go out there, stick to the game plan, and do you. So Duck Hodges, have a beer on us and go shoot a duck or something. I don't know. Some teams I'm handing out the cold beer status to are the 49ers. Um, tough place to play uh, in New Orleans with that stadium. Always rocking and w- against one of the goats, Drew Brees, on the other side of the football field and winning that game. So for the San Francisco 49ers, claiming the number one seed again this season, have a cold beer on us at the Up North trip. Another team I'm handing out this for is the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, it wasn't a pretty win. Uh, You fell flat in the first half of the football game, but you overcame adversity, came back in the second half, and uh, got the win. Got the win against the Giants. You should have got the win anyway. You should have got the win in Miami last uh, uh, two weeks ago. But to stay alive in the NFC East with the same record as the Dallas Cowboys, you get a petty cold beer on us at the Up North trip. So enjoy the cold, frothy one, boys, in Philadelphia, PA. And last but not least, we have to award a cold beer status to all the Kansas City Chiefs because they got the job done against the um, New England Patriots. Looked good, looked creative, um, didn't force any mistakes against the Patriots so the Patriots could capitalize and come back against you. But you got to win these games, man. You got to win against the best teams in the AFC, and the Chiefs did. So kudos to you guys. Cold beer once again on us. And that's going to do it for us here at the Up North Trip. Um, once again, guys, I always appreciate your support, um, following the pod and sharing the pod on all your social media and just tuning in every week and supporting your boys. So thank you guys. Um, more stuff to come soon. Preview show on Thursday. So I'll see y'all guys then. Peace out.